everybody, Hello. and welcome to the Macabre Podcast Universe. Yeah, we exist to prove people wrong when they say... Sequels are never better than the originals. Yep. And we've been slowly clawing our way through, phasing through, optic blasting through the X-Men franchise, including all of its ancillary brands mm -hmm. and extras. And today, we're talking about the, the sixth... I think it's the sixth total movie, but the second movie within the series. That is the Wolverine. <laughs> oh, gosh, okay. <laughs> and we have a very special guest with us. You may know him from the very last minute of an episode called The Kid Who Would Be King. We have Jack O'Hara yeah. on the show. <laughs> Woo, what an <laughs> intro. I'm I have so many credits now. I'm a two-timer. Uh yeah, I'm are. excited to be here. Excited to talk about the Wolverine. Yes. Um so I know it's very typical of us to kind of explain our experience with the first time we mm -hmm. saw the movie. Uh Jack, when did you first see this movie? What's your experience with the Wolverine? I first saw this this movie, this entry in the Wolverine kind of saga, uh, this morning at about eight a.m. Oh wow! Oh, really? Yeah. Why did you choose it then? Because I hadn't seen it. Oh, okay, okay. okay. I that hadn't seen it, and I, I mean, I grew up. I loved, like, I grew up loving Wolverine and all the X Men movies. Mm -hmm. Um, and I saw Logan, loved Logan, and oh, I just yeah. never saw this one. I remember seeing a trailer for it, and there was a scene on the train, on the bullet train, which we'll yeah. get to. And at that time, I was like, "There's no way I'm going to see that movie. That looks <laughs> terrible. <laughs> I hated the CG that I saw." But um, yeah, I was pretty pleasantly uh, surprised by the movie. So today was my first experience with it. Well, I think we have kind of a similar experience, Jack. Yeah. Because oh, cool. the other night we had uh, Katiri and Evan come over, and and for th for those who are listening, you will know Katiri from our X-Men Origins Wolverine episode. Yep. So we uh, thought it, we needed to see the next Wolverine movie with her. Yeah. Mm. And uh, she was like, oh, yeah, this one's a good one. You guys are going to like it. And we're watching it. But and we, I'm well, like, I have to say, I was oh, yeah. a little uh, nervous still because I did not like Origins very much. Mm. Yeah. So it's like, that's great that Kachiri loved it. I'm not so sure about myself. But I don't know if you felt the same way. No, yeah, I was. Well, I had seen some critics that I follow who are like, "Hey, this movie's actually pretty good. Yeah. Like, this one's pretty good." So I'm like, "Okay, okay, maybe this is gonna be a little secret." I mean, I guess not secret to me, not secret to a mainstream audience, <laughs> but maybe it'll be like, "Oh, this is actually one of the better X-Men movies." And when the movie started and it begins, and I mean, not to jump too far ahead, but it begins with the Hiroshima bomb. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yep, you got try, it. Try again. Hiro, Hiroshima bomb, uh, like attack. Yeah. I was like, what now? <laughs> this movie might be re really awesome. Yeah. And and for a lot of the movie, I was like, oh, I think this is the best X-Men movie pre-Logan. But there are some things we're going to talk about that, mm -hmm. that oh, yeah. I would hit against. Uh, but just to let people know right off the bat, this movie kind of rocks. I like it's this good. movie. Yeah. Yeah. 
No, it's it's actually like a pretty quality, like rounded out film. Like when I was watching it, I was thinking to myself, like if you like superhero movies or storylines and you're kind of getting really worn out by all of the like Marvel and DC stuff going on and you haven't seen this one, you should go check it out. Cause yeah. It's, yeah. It's a nice palate cleanse, I felt like. I agree because it's, it's outside of all of the mumbo jumbo complicated mess that is a lot of comic book movies, including the X-Men series. And uh-huh. we, we had just watched, what was the one we just covered? Uh, so we had watched First Class because that was the... And talk about mm. convoluted. So yeah. it was, this was refreshing. Yeah. And, and when, before we move away from that, did you see First Class in theaters with with me and, and a big group of us, Jack? Um, I did see first class in theaters. It immediately left my brain. I think I may have been with you. I don't remember. I just okay. remember thinking, oh, Michael Fassbender's cool as Magneto. And then the rest of the movie being like, ah, I don't know what's <laughs> going on here. Yeah. And, and, uh, well, you'll know all about what we say in, in, I mean, probably soon because right. We're not recording this that far ahead of time. Right, Jack, I'm winking. No, not at all. As we <laughs> talked about previously, it's crazy. that tax days right around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to keep pounding that one. Yeah. Um, no, I don't remember a lot. Uh, what was your guys' take on, uh, first class? As a slog. Yeah. Okay. That's I, I don't okay. understand cause it's, it's kind of a well-regarded X-Men movie and I, I, I can't really fathom that opinion. <laughs> No. Uh, but, but I, I, those original three, uh, and, and even to some degree Wolverine origins, even though it's not really mm-hmm. good, I, I just kind of think that they hit some stuff for me that newer, that like the middle period, the early teens of mm-hmm. superhero movies, a lot of them don't hit for me. Yeah. Cause, uh, it's kind of like you have, you have that early 2000s excitement of like oh we're doing this yeah. like we have the technology yeah. we can make these these movies now and then i think the excitement kind of wanes at least for me once it's like you hit avengers and it's like holy cow this is insane yeah and then it kind of dips a little bit um although there's some great movies that were made in between and then it and then toward the end of the teens i feel like they there starts being kind of a plethora of really good ones um yeah I mean, we've talked about most of them on this podcast before because most of them are Marvel affiliated. Uh, but let's let's talk about this one. Yeah. yeah, let's talk about who made it. Uh, it is a man named James Mangold, and uh, we're going to be talking about him again when we discuss Logan. But he directed before this. He directed Sylvester Stallone's Copland. Oh. He directed Girl Interrupted. The Hugh Jackman starring Kate and Leopold, which I had no idea he directed that what is movie. That? Uh, it's like a romantic comedy with Hugh Jackman and uh, Megan Ryan. Megan Ryan. Uh, Meg Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, what's it called? I Kate and Leopold. Oh, okay. And I, I feel like I, I've seen a portion of it. Um, I think he's like from the past, like the 18th century or something like that. And then he comes to the future. Yep. And they fall in love. So Meg Ryan gets to be her charming New York City self, while <laughs> Hugh Jackman is an English Duke from 1876. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds... Wait, this sounds like a recipe for a good movie. I know. I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm good. Not great scores, but... I, there like is definitely time. a lot oh, of people Shriver's who like it. it. Oh, okay. Wow. Got the leaf man. Um, But yeah, he also directed uh, Walk the Line, 310 to Yuma, 
uh, the movie Night and Day, the Tom Cruise one. Oh, wow. Uh, And then he makes this movie. So I did not, I knew he had made a few movies before this. I didn't realize he'd made like quite a few hits. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Amongst various genres by now. Um, The screenplay is by Mark Baumbach, who wrote Live Free or Die Hard, which is which numbered Die Hard movie, Jordan? That's the one, that's the one with Justin Long. It is. Oh, finally. I finally got it right. <laughs> Which is number what? Oh, I don't know. Five. Uh, Six. Uh, oh, four. Jack's oh. holding up four fingers. That's right. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. Yeah, listener, I guess can't. Yeah, I forget the media that we're in. It's four. What wow. a good one, too. I remember loving that movie. It might wa- actually be terrible. but I watched it I so many much... times, but it can't be good. Yes. yes. I don't know. I <laughs> It's got Justin Long. It's got Mary the Elizabeth Winstead. It's got Long? Timothy Oliphant in it. Timothy, yeah. I mean, I feel like it's got to be good, but I haven't seen it since theaters, I don't think. Yeah. And I remember mm. that is the only one that's PG-13, which is kind of a big deal. Which I think was why I was allowed to watch it. Yeah. And why I maybe watched it a lot. <laughs> I, I remember it being PG-13 distinctly because when it came out on DVD, they released a rated R version, which uh. had like two more F words in it. Oh, oh, I watched that I've at your house. That. Yes, you did. Yeah, okay. Yeah, because it was like, oh my gosh, this time. Because, you know, he's got. F words in it. Well, he's got the famous Yippie Kaye. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. in this movie, it's cut off by him. He, he goes, mother, and then it, he shoots yep. a gun. Yep. But in the uncensored version, he says it, then shoots the yep. gun. Yeah. And we're all sitting well there at the it. O'Hara house, and we're like, this is cinema, baby. This yeah. is cinema. <laughs> it's a thing that people couldn't handle, but that they needed. They needed it as an They audience. could handle it three times, but we needed to make sure they couldn't handle it that fourth time. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, but yeah, along with uh, Mark Bombeck, he also did Race to Witch Mountain, Unstoppable, and the new Total Recall. And he wrote this with Scott Frank, who did Minority Report and Marley and Me, uh, two movies that don't seem like they have anything in common. Nope. But maybe they do. Maybe we, maybe we should start a podcast about the similarities between the 2015 Total Recall and Marley and Me and the story of maybe, Scott Frank. I mean, maybe Marley could see mm-hmm. future crimes, but that just had to be cut out of the movie for the emotional <laughs> core. <laughs> yeah, I heard that they they actually did. They cut out hours and hours and hours of footage that was just the dog. They just followed the dog around. Um, <laughs> he's got the glove on. He's moving things around. The dog has a glove on? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's, he's doing the minority report thing where he's moving everything around. I just, I'm imagining it. This is how it's shot. It's the dog, like... <laughs> Kind of chest up, but the legs are up. Oh on yeah, screen, like directly. And it yeah. doesn't yeah, make yeah, physical yeah. sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like a Tim and Eric, like <laughs> they're moving the pot. There was like cameos from the Airbud franchises as well. It was going to be a whole event, and then they scrapped it. Unfortunately, Owen Wilson had issues with it. Apparently, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't true enough, you know. Yeah. Um, and this I found extremely interesting because we have covered many a. Uh, 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 a movie about a superhero, and I don't know of any other one that has a based on, uh, like a specific Credit? run. Oh, okay. Mm. Uh, because this says based on Wolverine by Chris Claremont and Frank Miller. Usually, it'll be like based on Spider Man by um, you know, Steve Ditko and Stan Lee. Right, right, right. But this is this is Wolverine, and it and it's when I clicked on Wolverine, it's it's the first Wolverine like limited series. Oh wow. Okay. And in the limited series, he um 
It highlights Wolverine's time in Japan. The story arc covers his battle with the the Yakuza, the Hand Ninja organization, and his engagement mm-hmm. to Mariko Yoshida. Um, which, when I read her in the comics, I always pronounced it as uh, Mariko, and so I was surprised watching this movie and have to like rewire my brain. Yeah. So happens, mm. man. Frank Biller did the Long Halloween. Uh, no. Dang. He did. Who's he that? did Daredevil. Oh, and that's Sin City, and then uh, okay. The Dark Knight Returns. Okay. Yeah, yeah, and, and amongst many others, I think he did Three Hundred as well. Um, yeah, one of the most famous mm-hmm. guys. Yeah, and he, he did Frank Miller did Watchmen, right? No, uh, that's that was, Alan Moore. Yeah, Alan Moore. Oh, ooh, all the comic book fans are gonna try to find me. Lonely <laughs> <laughs> up, but that's one of the few that I know. So yeah. <laughs> that's not not too, too impressive for me. Um, and then the music is by Marco Beltrami. He is our screen boy. We've talked about him many a time. Yeah. Uh, the cinematography is by Ross Emery, who did, of course, I Frankenstein, The Giver, and the Ryan Reynolds movie, Woman in Gold. Uh, I haven't seen a single one of those. <laughs> why, why are you billing it as the Ryan Reynolds movie? Uh, because I, I think that's such a generic title that no one would know what I'm talking about. I, even with Ryan Reynolds, I don't. <laughs> Well, it, it was my best shot at okay. someone uh, doing it. I, I remember my mom told me it was a really good movie. Oh, so it's a historical movie. It has something to do with like someone owning a painting or something like that and then going to court to get it back or something along those lines. Okay. Sounds I'm riveting. Not, not as interesting as the Meg Ryan Hugh Jackman one, but... <laughs> well, I actually, I think it's like she was in the Holocaust and the painting was taken and brought to a museum, and then she's like made it out of the Holocaust, and then... Is oh. like I would like that painting back. I think and I've they heard were of like, that story. Oh, okay. And so he like fights for her to get the painting back. I think. I think your mom's told me that actually. She that told us familiar. both. Oh well, there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. It sounds. I mean, it sounds like a good story. Uh, but here we go. The Wolverine comes out July twenty six, two thousand and thirteen. That's ten years ago, folks. Uh, it has a one hundred twenty million dollar budget. Domestically, it makes 132, not the best showing in America, but worldwide, it makes 414. It does okay. Okay. Um, and then this is how it happened. In 2007, this is two years before Wolverine 1 even comes out, Gavin Hood, the director of 1, Origin, <laughs> it gets so complicated, he was already like, yeah, we're going to make a sequel, and it's going to be set in Japan. And then in 2009, uh, days after uh, Wolverine hits theaters, they confirm a sequel and they hire Christopher McQuarrie to write a script. Um, I, I had no idea how much Christopher McQuarrie was involved in the X-Men. It's just crazy. Because he's kind of up before, right? Yeah, he he was one of the writers on X-Men 1, and then he refused. That's right. He, he asked them to not give him any credit because he had such a bad experience. Yeah. Uh, oh, so really? A, oh. Yeah. Or, or maybe that might have been X Men Two, but I think I think it was X Men One that he. he but yet again, he's involved, on. but nothing happened. Like it, no well, credit, for, yeah. for him, it doesn't. He doesn't get a credit for it. Yeah, interesting. Um, and then in 2010, Hugh Jackman confirms Darren Aronofsky is directing this movie. Oh, what? <laughs> that makes no sense. Actually. He he brought it up because someone I I found like someone like interviewed him at a ball or something and and 
And he, he was like, <laughs> <laughs> he was kind of like, actually, Aronofsky makes a lot of sense because Wolverine is like a loner. It's a darker story. Okay. And we've worked together before. Like, he's perfect mm. for this. And he's come up many times on this podcast. Is like he almost directed, I think, a Batman movie. He almost directed Wolverine. There's yeah. another one he almost directed as yeah. well. Um, but his his blockbuster he finally gets Noah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, he's would, the guy who made Noah. Yeah. Oh, and, but but you might know more from Black Swan, Requiem for a Dream, uh, Mother, the Whale, I see now. the Fountain. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. But yeah, he finally, you know, I see that Darren Aronofsky's coming out with a superhero movie, The Whale. I go and see it. No superpowers on display. Is this part of your type five? That's my type five, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting for this guy to start uh, uh, shooting shooting stuff out of his back and swim in the water. And he just sits there and does nothing. Yeah, you might want to work on that a little bit. Well, but... I haven't seen the movie, so that's kind of at my detriment. But... Mm. <laughs> But uh, anyway, Darren drops out of the movie because he would have had to be away from his family for almost a year, and he didn't want to do that. That was like the last guy. Yeah. Good for them. Yeah. Yeah, kind of respect it. Yeah. And then in June, they start negotiating with Mangold, uh, and this pushes the filming back to like the end of 2012, and by then, uh, they have to push back, or I'm sorry, 2011. And then they have to push back the filming to 2012 spring because Hugh Jackman is shooting Les Mis. Okay. Mm. Um, which is nuts because Les Mis is over 10 years old now because yeah. that came out in 2012. Uh, I don't like mm. that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then then they hire uh, Mark Bomback to come and rewrite the script. And then James Mangold has this to say. If you have a hero who can't be hurt... There's only one way to create stakes or jeopardy, and that's to put people he cares about in harm's way. And not unlike the amnesia thing, that can get tired really fast. I think there's so much uh, to mine to mine in Logan without robbing him of self-knowledge. What I wanted to present to the audience was, what is it like to feel a prisoner in a life you cannot escape? You accumulate pain and loss and keep that with you as you keep on going. And if that is what he was trying to accomplish with this movie success wow he's a he's i think a, he did it yeah good understanding <laughs> of the character i think so yeah, also well set just like well, yeah well spoken yeah. individual who really thought about a superhero movie instead of just throwing a bunch of cgi cool stuff and some famous actors together into a room <laughs> and calling it a day right and he didn't do the as far as i know he didn't do the one annoying uh sin that most directors do when he's making a sequel where he didn't go yeah, this time we wanted to make it a little bit different like The Empire Strikes Back that everybody says when they make a sequel. <laughs> and then you watch the movie and you're like, this has nothing in common with The Empire Strikes Back. Stop making that comparison. <laughs> they, they always say that or they say, or like Godfather 2, and you're like, mm-hmm. we're talking about mm-hmm. Wolverine. We're not yeah. talking about The Godfather. Yeah. This is not Francis Ford Coppola. Don't pretend this is as good as The Godfather. It's not. <laughs> and he didn't. Go, man. Gold, Go. Okay, a couple <laughs> actors in this movie. So Mariko is played by Tao Okamoto. Um, mm-hmm. She is also in Batman v Superman. What? Oh, you probably don't have what? What Mercy is Mercy Graves? I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is either. She's also in Westworld, uh, Hannibal the show, mm-hmm. oh. and a lot of a lot of um, Japanese shows and movies as well. Okay. Um, 
Rila Fukushima plays Yukio, the the girl that gets Wolverine to come to Japan. Okay. She his bodyguard. Is, yes, his bodyguard. <laughs> yeah. um, she is in Annette, Love Cantata, uh, Castlevania, the, the Netflix one, um, SWAT, Arrow, and then a lot of Japanese stuff as well. Oh, also in Ghost in the Shell. The... Um, the... What's her face? <laughs> Scarlett Johansson movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't oh, the live that. action. The live action one. Yeah. Um, and then Svetlana Chodchenkova Ch- <laughs> oh. <laughs> plays Viper. Svetlana. Svetlana Chodchenkova. She's Russian. Can you tell? Yeah. Um, cool name. She is in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, Another Name, Mala Moskwa. Oh, that's in Russian, so I probably didn't say that right. Um, <laughs> and then a lot of Russian stuff. Okay. And then Harada, I think, is the guy, the, the guy at the beginning of the movie who becomes the old man. I oh, so I'm this right. is like his young version. I think so. William Lee plays him. He is also in The Good Doctor. He also plays a doctor. I wonder if he's good. Um, he's in San Andreas, Rampage, Altered Carbon. Okay. And such. And then, okay, this is the guy who played... Oh, no, that wasn't him. Wait, the guy you just talked about was like... Because uh, I watched Altered Carbon. He's the he's the guy trying to protect her. He shoots all the arrows, right? In this movie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who it is. Yep, yep. So now I found Yoshida... Young Yoshida and Yoshida, the older that guy. That makes more sense because yeah, they yeah. have the same name as the character. Yeah, that does make yeah. sense, doesn't it? That was okay. like kind of the giveaway. Young Yoshida is played by Ken Yamamura. He is in <laughs> Godzilla. The 2014. 2014's Godzilla. Okay. Black Mirror, Tokyo Vice, um, Story Game, and a lot of other stuff. And then old Yoshida is played by Hal Yamanouchi, uh-huh. um, who is in Life Aquatic. Okay. Um, that's cool. Um, Zoolander 2, Luca, Medium, and so on and so forth. And let's just stop there. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know that there's anyone that comes to mind. Uh, well, this guy I think we've covered. Hiroyuki Sanada, who's in John Wick 2. Oh, yeah. So I'm sure who's, he's the him. son, right? He's the guy that Mariko, I think, is in. Oh, no, that's not the same guy. Yeah, that's the son. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's one of like the big baddies in in two, I think. John I think Wick so. two. I think so. I think so. I hope. But I'm not I wrong. I kind of conflate two and three, even though, well, no, I don't conflate them because I I know I know because mm-hmm. I like two's my favorite. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So anything else before we jump in, Jack? Oh, no, I was just going to say when I was watching the movie about the cast, like, I, I liked it. I liked the fact that it wasn't a giant, bloated cast. Like, mm-hmm. I, there were, like, very distinct characters mm-hmm. and, like, uh-huh. some of these. It wasn't, like, huge, famous actors and actresses the whole time. Um, and I dug that. Or at least I didn't recognize the movie. It's because it's an older movie. But, yeah, I was a fan of the casting for the most part. I, I feel the same way. Yeah. It, it really makes Wolverine pop. I mean, this ne- yes. the next. Yeah, that's true. Because the next one is Days of Future Past, and that's like how many celebrities can we pack into one movie? Yeah, um, which we're not talking about no, yet, we're not. even just, though we did watch it last night. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Wolverine is very refreshing in that way. I yeah. agree. And he is 
He looks when you first see him in this movie. I I think that he could eat the Hugh Jackman that has previously <laughs> p- played him. He yes, is he's huge, huge. He it's, is the huge Jackman. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's been listening to CVV. A lot of CVV. <laughs> <laughs> we we love to hear it. We love to see it. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. So so let's hop in. Okay. Let's take a trip to a a country several miles away called Japan, where this movie takes place. <laughs> okay. Now, right mm-hmm. off the bat, this movie starts out, and it's 1945, mm-hmm. and we're seeing prisoners. American prisoners. American prisoners in a Japan camp, mm-hmm. like a POW camp. And, all, like, two seconds in, I was like, oh, this movie looks way better than yeah. every other X-Men movie. Yeah. yeah. And and I yeah. would say up to this point besides uh the Nolan movies, I was like, "Oh, this is like one of the best-looking superhero movies up to this point." Yeah. Uh maybe disclude Spider-Man cuz I I think those movies all look great. Uh but it was just insane how much better this looked. Yeah. Uh it looked much more like a movie movie, like Definitely. a like a real movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um and and I could just tell the way the camera was moving and what was happening just in this first scene. It was like, oh, this guy knows and is intentional about what he's doing. He's not just doing like yep. basic coverage shots. Uh, I mean, there those are in there, but but it just felt like th- they actually like sat down and thought this through mm-hmm. more than a lot of these movies do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love in this scene, it keeps on the camera just keeps on looking toward this well, and you just know that Logan's in there. Oh, yeah. And I think you see his eyes at one point. Yeah, because he's propping himself up looking through the tiny little slit. Yeah, with his bone claws. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, this scene was was incredible. And, uh, and impending doom is coming. The yeah. bomb will be dropped. Sirens are going so off. So they, they let loose the prisoners. Uh-huh. And the, uh, Yoshida also frees Wolverine, opens the the crate thing and is like allowing him to leave. And Wolverine's like, you don't understand. There's no outrunning this. Yeah. And then Yoshida goes with the other uh, commanders and they're going to, I think it's Sapuku is what it's called. I could yeah. be so wrong about that. Yeah. But it's that yes. honorable suicide uh-huh. um, thing in Japanese culture. So there, there are all the dudes are performing it besides Yoshida who decides to jump into the well with Wolverine. Yeah, to to which Wolverine like covers him as the radiation <laughs> so cool like removes yeah. all the skin and hair off his body, but then uh-huh. he's quickly regenerating. Of oh course. my gosh, it was so cool! Looked great. The bomb looked. It great. looked so good. It yeah. all looked really good. I was yeah. like, holy cow! They really are going in on this one. I do want to put a little pin here. Um, what I noticed about this movie compared to other X Men movies, and it's been a while, is that. Logan's shirt is off so much <laughs> and like it starts in the well I'm like why is this guy not wearing a shirt he's not wearing a shirt like the whole movie and I wonder how much of that was the directors being like we really want to emphasize how big Hugh Jackman is or how much Hugh Jackman like got huge for the movie and was yeah. like hey we should pop my top off for this this scene though. <laughs> I know. and then he just kept doing that like every day he'd be like oh I left my shirt at home I don't know we'll just have to shoot <laughs> <Yeah>. about it <laughs> you wonder when this movie is gonna get made and they're they're gonna start film they have the film date set and they're like okay Hugh this is what's required of you uh-huh. and based on the workout regimen he knows okay well my shirt's gonna be off like 50% of the movie 
Yeah. <laughs> well, you, you know, I, I actually think that brings up uh, an interesting thing about uh, superheroes and costumes. Uh, because I think having read quite a bit of Wolverine stuff, you know, him being an X-Men, uh, I, I do think that he is not as closely tied to his costume as a lot of heroes are. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, he, he does have some iconic costumes, but I feel like when you think of him, you think of his face and you think of yeah. his claws. So as long as those are there and those are stylized, I think he got it. And there's plenty of times when you're going to read a comic and see a shirtless Wolverine. So I, I oh, yeah. just feel like he he more than some, you know, because sometimes I'm watching these movies and you're like, like any superhero movie, and you go, what? you know, this person's shooting lightning at someone, and yet why can't they have a costume that's colorful or, like, look like their costume? Why do they have to, you know, be wearing, like, a windbreaker instead <laughs> that's kind of stylized? Mm-hmm. But I, yeah. I think with Wolverine, it actually lends itself to a little more realism. I agree. Because he kind of yeah. looks, even in comics, he he kind of looks goofy when he's wearing a bright yellow suit because it's oh, like, yeah. he's this tough loner. So yeah. when he's wearing the yellow suit, I like it, but I think it's also, I, I think it works that he that he he can be the shirtless one. Yeah, yeah and I I feel like it's I like kind of like you're saying like it's partially intentional by the comic book people and and the people who made this movie, uh, because Wolverine is like bordering on an antihero. Like he mm-hmm. always does do the right thing, but often only if it fits him with his own agenda or he does uh-huh. things that other heroes wouldn't do. Um, so yeah, I think that makes sense that that they keep him costumeless a lot, uh, especially in this movie. Listener, yeah. if you haven't seen this movie, this guy's <laughs> shirts off a lot. I'm just saying. He looks to... good. Uh, oh, he looks good. Did we get his butt in this movie? Uh, yes, remember. there was butt okay. in this movie. There was when butt. he gets bathed. Because okay. yeah. that's that's usually a requirement for Hugh Jackman. I'm I'm discovering. In really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's been, he's been buttless. Or, I don't no, know no, about I mean in, in X-Men. Like, uh, X-Men oh, when he plays Logan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, okay. at least in the Wolverine movies and then Days of Future Past. Ha- Days of Future Past has, like, kind of a graphic butt scene, I would say. It is a full body from behind naked yeah. shot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he looks even bigger in that movie, so it's like, you got, hey, if you got it, flaunt it, as they say. <laughs> <laughs> Like, show me them cheeks, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought right when I saw show it. I was like, I'm glad they provided the cake for this movie. I'm glad <laughs> they did. Okay. Uh, also. Not, the, not that kind of pod. <laughs> I, I I was surprised um, because, as, as the listener knows... Um, we're, we're basically a new territory for me on the X-Men movies because I dropped out completely mm. after watching First Class. But I, I did watch Logan, and I did watch the two Deadpool movies. But other than that, everything else is going to be a first-time watch for me. And I did not know that um, – I'm forgetting her name, but the actress who plays Jean Grey, I did not know that she would ever return in this franchise. Yeah. Uh-huh. So when well, I saw her in this, I got pretty excited. Because I really yep. like her in these movies. And then I like the idea that Logan keeps having these dreams where he's haunted by this person he loved but was forced to kill. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of like yes. asking him to, to follow her the whole movie. What do you mean? Well, I mean, kind of the whole movie kind of talking about how alone she is and how yeah. she wants him to be with her. And then by the end of the movie, yes. 
he, she's basically like come towards the light. Yeah. And he, he says no. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Talking about like calling back to what the director said about really making Logan a prisoner to himself. Like in the first scene, he is literally a prisoner, of course. Mm-hmm. But then yeah. like throughout the movie, this is part of that theme, right? Of him being a prisoner to his own thoughts and his own mind and his own guilt for, yeah. for yeah. killing her. Wow. James Mangold, you did it. You did. And uh, yeah, Mangold did a good job. He, yeah, he did. And he is going to do what the movie that I, I think everyone considers the best X-Men movie, which is Logan. If you're including, yeah. if oh, you're counting Logan as that. Yeah. Yeah. That movie is incredible. Yeah. Cause that was like, well, uh, we shouldn't talk about it yet. We got to go yeah, back well, to this. So he, he saves Yoshida. Is it Yoshida or Shida? Yoshida. Yoshida. And then we come back to the present day. And, and it was pretty funny because before this movie started, Evan, who also I should mention you would know from our John Wick Chapter 2 episode, mm-hmm. so both Evan and Kateri have been on the pod now, uh, he was kind of like, okay, I haven't really seen most of these movies. Where does this take place? And I was like, oh, I'm pretty sure this is right after X-Men w- Origins because there's a post credit scene mm-hmm. in Origins that was played to some theaters where he was in Japan. Oh. Um, but, uh, but that's then, not true. Then we see... Uh, uh, Gene Gray, and he has this dream, and I'm like, oh, I guess this is after X-Men The Last Stand, so we are now, oh, like, yes, the yes, furthest yes, yes. from the the past in this movie. This movie is, like, plotting out new territory. Yes. Um, and, uh, so now he's lit, I think he's maybe in Canada again? I'm assuming. In present day. Yeah, and he's or walking around. Or whatever the X-Men say, the not-too-distant future. Right. <laughs> Okay, sorry, Jordan. <laughs> um, and he's like making X's in the woods. He's got this long, luscious hair, long, luscious beard. They must luscious have shot this. Luscious is an this. interesting word. Yeah, they must have shot he's, this. He looks like he, he looks like a caveman. Yeah, but I, I'm thinking that this is like the first scenes they shot after uh, Les Mis. Okay. He's got some Jean Valjean going on here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, then we see a bear. And it's CG, and it looks really good for 2013. It good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was like, this doesn't bother me at all. No. Um, yeah, so, and, and I want to, this kind of skips ahead because we, we find out the bear is being killed. Um, it was shot with a poison arrow. Yeah, but by these was hunters. Le- it was left to die, so Wolverine had to put it out of its misery. But it was yeah. like his only friend. Yeah, and it would like hang out with him, and I was like, "This is so cool!" <laughs> I not only did did he survive the atomic bomb, he's just walking by a bear. I didn't even think that they were friends in that way, but yeah, I think they just hung out. So I love that. Uh, but but I found this out: uh, the walking bear featured in the U- Yukon scenes. Where's the Yukon? That Alaska. Oh, uh, <laughs> geography's not my strong suit, folks. <laughs> I'm gonna look it up. I can't even point out most of the flyover states on a map, you know? I just got the coasts down. Oh, Canada. Canada. U- Yukon, Canada, right by Alaska. Okay. So they were okay. so those scenes, the walking bear was created with computer graphics by Weta Digital. Okay. Um, but when he's dying, and I suspected this, that is an animatronic. That is a wow. twelve yeah, foot it, it animatronic. Looked, yeah. That's cool. And that's by the makeup effects group. And they were used for the shots where he was dying. Um, yeah. Damn. But 
But yeah, it had that like practical look where it's kind of like a little janky in the way that looks so yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, then he's like, hey, there were these hunters who did this and they shouldn't have done it. And he goes to a bar and he confronts these hunters. But at this point in his life, because of everything that's happened up until this point, he is like a recluse and is like resolved never to resort to violence again, right? Like he's he's trying to With not Jean be Gray, yes. he's like made a that violent vow. person. Yeah. But then he has yeah. been wronged, so he he goes he he. It's like justice is still pulling him. Yeah, and he even says that line where where he says like. All right, Gene, I got to break the vow one more time or, or something oh, yeah. to that effect. And and uh, he goes in, he sees these guys, and uh, does he say something before he stabs the guy, Jack? Yeah, he says, uh, are you the one who uh, like shot the bear, was attacked by the bear? And mm-hmm. then he's like, I need to buy this guy a drink. And then he immediately <laughs> oh, yeah. stabs him with an arrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. And then he goes, last time I checked, poison-tipped arrows were illegal. And the guy says, I didn't I didn't dip mine in poison. And he's like, well, then you have nothing to worry about. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> this is, I mean, come on. This <laughs> is what I want out of a Wolverine movie. Yeah. Um, and so he's just standing there, and then people start attacking him. Of course, he's Wolverine, so he is able to take them out. Um, yeah. And then does he like? With how does assistance. he kill that guy? Well, he doesn't kill him. He doesn't kill him. No, because Yukio comes in, mm-hmm. right? And, right. And kind of diffuses the situation. Um, has her samurai sword and is super cool about it. Oh yeah, she's like, "This is my sword. It's called Separator because it will separate your head from your body." Badass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. No, she she crushed it. I was immediately <laughs> locked in at that point in the movie. I was like, "Ah, this is gonna be great." I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Yeah, because it was like it was like okay, Japan scene, pretty darn cool. But but you know, this is a flashback. Like how good? Yeah. You know, this doesn't so, mean the so movie's gonna movies be good. Start, like superhero movies start super strong. Yeah, and yeah. then uh, much like the Hulk, super strong. Uh, okay, and then. He goes Actually, to the bar. Super strong, but that's fine. <laughs> and he stabs the guy, and I was like, okay, this movie rocks. I love this movie. <laughs> um But yeah, so so she diffuses the situation, but I, I thought he like did something else to that guy. I mean, they might have started getting into a fist fight. Okay. I can't remember. They fought a little bit. The guy's pretty immobilized by the arrow holding him to the table in front of him. <laughs> and then he he smashes uh, Logan with a bottle, and he acts like he's going to, like, kill him. And then she says they're not worth it. They're going to be, like, three of them are going to be dead in a week yes. anyway in the same car crash. Yes. Right. That's right. Yeah. So then, and, and that's when I'm like, oh, yeah, this is not just a Wolverine movie. This is an X-Men like other people have powers <laughs> i was like yes, i'd already yeah, like yeah. kind of forgotten that detail the interesting thing about her though so she can like see when people die uh-huh um and, and what what i like about it though uh, yeah we're watching a mutant movie but she never feels like a mutant to me she just yeah. feels like someone who might be clairvoyant yeah. sure yeah because yeah. they never go farther with that what well, and that's that's what is that's a fun thing I like about X-Men universe is like you you can be like Wolverine where you regenerate or you can like my mutant powers I see one hour into the future it's sort of helpful yeah you know like like, I love how the powers can vary so uh, vastly right um yeah 
So anyway, she she tells him that uh, he's a soldier, and she says that you seek an honorable death, and therefore you need to come with me to meet Yoshida. He is about to die, and he wants like his to give you his blessing. And and Logan's like, nah, I don't I don't need to do that. I don't want to do that. And she goes, you it would be so disrespectful for you not to come. Mm-hmm. And so then he heads to Japan. She gives him the sword, doesn't she? It's from the grandfather. But he r- refuses it. Yeah. But like mm-hmm. by the end of the movie or at some point in the movie, he doesn't he say like, tell her to hold on to it for him. Something like that. Okay, I just can't remember when that happened. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you have clarification on that, Jack? You said you watched uh, it this morning. So I did watch it this morning. <laughs> I'm holding um, your feet to the fire on this one. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> um, no, I can't remember exactly their interaction, but uh, the holding it for me thing, I remember him saying that to um, the main Hashida. Is that his name? The guy? Y- Yashida. Yashida. Yeah. yeah, the senior, uh, the head of the company. He yeah, tells him that senior. when they're. Yashida senior when they're in the um when they're like in the prison together in one of the flashbacks. Oh, oh right, right, that's right. That's what it was. They're like in the cage or yes. whatever it is. Yeah. Yes, that's what it was. Like, and he's like, you have to take it. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um but by the end of the movie, I think he takes it and that helps him defeat him at the end, right? I don't know. Well he takes like no, he, takes, like, he uses sword. like the big machine sword. Yes. Yeah. It it's it is yeah, it, it it is so unfortunate. I I don't know what you think, Jack, and we will really dig into it when we get there. But like the the last twenty minutes of this movie are like pretty bad. I think like the mm-hmm. movie is like excellent, and then the last twenty minutes you're like, oh yeah. my gosh, this is kind of terrible and not coming together. But his emotional journey in strong, and so I think the movie somewhat in strong. Ending on like mm-hmm. it, it could have been like maybe one of the best superhero movies, mm-hmm. and it ends on like oh this one's one of the better ones, mm-hmm. not yeah, one of the yeah. best yeah. though. No, I but, agree. I thought that the the way that they ended it, the choices they made in terms of villains and fighting and all of that was, and some of the reasoning and motivations were completely unclear to me. Absolutely. Oh, oh crap! Me too. Me too. <laughs> I was hoping we'd get there and I could be like, okay, Jack, <laughs> what what no. what was this motivation? Because I kind of no. can't wrap my head around why he would fake his death, which is kind of the catalyst of yeah. this whole movie. Yeah. Um, and I know that movies, uh, we talk about this all the time on the podcast. They don't have to follow how you think about the world, but uh, like, there's certain, uh, there's just certain things that like don't make sense about the plot of this movie. Yeah. But but let's not cover that quite yet well i mean okay just barely I, in, Japan. in my head i'm starting to come up with maybe an explanation for why he'd have to fake his own death but we'll get there we'll get okay there. okay and when we get there i'll i'll put forth because I, I would prefer it if we finish this and i like it even more than i like it you know so okay. so if you can yeah. come up with an explanation let's go so there's no pressure on me but i do need to make it so you both enjoy the movie more by the end of the pod that i mean yes think yeah that would be great Ideally. yeah okay yeah okay or you're never welcome again on this podcast. Oh God, I knew, I knew. I'm listener. You can't see, but I am dripping sweat right now. My heart is racing. Um, yeah. So then he goes there and he meets Mariko. We found out that find out that since the war, Yoshida is super rich, like the richest man in yeah. Japan or something, and he's developed a lot of stuff. Like, yeah. uh, I think a lot of medical stuff. Tech, yeah, just tons yeah. of tech in general. Yeah. Um, and then he has a granddaughter named Mariko, who 
Wolverine will fall for later in the movie. Um, and I, I do want to point out, because we are tracking the progress here, this is the least Wolverine-y hair so far. Yeah. Um, not very stylized. So, mm-hmm. but it's okay. It's okay. But we have been tracking that since X-Men 1 episode. Tracking that as well as mm-hmm. how many times Sput appears. Yes. Yeah. And we're up to th- twice now, but three uh, tomorrow when we record <laughs> Days of Future Past. <laughs> uh, and that one counts as three. Um, mm. uh, yeah. So I I really, uh, Kilmore, you can't sit on that stuff. Well, it's fine. He's already doing it. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. <laughs> He he gets a little confused when we record. <laughs> but uh so Tasha I oh I think his first name is Tasha. Um he wants to exchange the life of Wolverine uh for his because he's basically he like Oh, you wrote down. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I think go his ahead. first name Just is go. Tasha. Uh but even if it's not Yoshida. Uh so so I think this development is very cool. Yes, me too. He's yes. about to die, and he's like, you have this regenerative factor. It, with my tech and stuff, you can give it to me, and you can die. Yeah. Okay, that totally tracks for me. That makes sense. And then he's like, also, uh, Mariko is going to get killed. And you're like, okay. He, uh, tells, he tells Wolverine that? He does. I don't remember that. Yes. And then, like, right after that, Ishida dies, like, immediately. And you're kind of like, yeah. oh, Okay. Yeah. So th- that's that's where we're at, right? Did I miss anything in there? I'm forgetting this. No, no, don't. Whoops. Don't let yes, the listeners no, 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 know yes, you're forgetting. Because <laughs> you guys just also just watched this movie. Oh, yes, absolutely. yeah. He, sh- he shows up at the compound, and this is where my theory comes starts to develop for why he had to fake his own death. Okay. 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 So I am Yoshida. I am this older man. I'm the king of an empire, essentially, of tech, and I want Wolverine to give me his eternal life ability. Yeah. And so my first plan is I'll just invite him here and ask him, like, try to manipulate him by calling out his flaws and his own fear of himself and mm-hmm. fear of being eternally alive. And if that doesn't work, I'm also going to plant some seeds, and here's how I'm going to do it. I am going to tell him that Mariko is, is going to be in danger. And then I'm going to will my everything to Mariko. And so that way, when I die, I fake my death and die. Then she is going to be in danger and he is going to do anything to save her as he falls more and more in love with her. And I guess, okay, here's where it breaks down a little bit. But (laughs) by doing that, then if I reacquire Mariko and bring her to some area, I can use that as a trap to trap the Wolverine and then take what I previously asked for. That is Uh the only reason I can think for all of the motivation of the movie, like why he had to fake his death. If he doesn't fake his death, she's not actually in danger. Yeah. In that time frame, like Wolverine is only there for a day. Yeah. That sounds like a great movie. You know, like, like in a movie world, yeah. yeah, that we makes just sense. accept. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, but in like, real life, not so much. He yeah, could have yeah, just yeah. he was already there on his compound. Why didn't he just attack him there? Like uh, Yeah. Well, I guess I guess uh, I want I wanna figure it out. So I guess he knows if he wills it, then his son is gonna want to kill his daughter. Which yes. seems like a pretty intense thing to assume about your really awful son, I guess. Yeah, just um, a terrible son. <laughs> 
and uh, it it really it just slipped out like opening a window and then a dust cloud. I don't know what I was trying to say. Uh, <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> dang it! I thought yeah, I yeah. Even it. as I was explaining it, it doesn't <laughs> You're make like, total I'm sense. It. I'm losing it. <laughs> but um, oh yeah, oh yes, because I think when he says. Uh, but it's still just it, it's a lot of like just presuppositions uh if i'm even using that word correctly uh oh jack's down jack's down <laughs> i'm back i'm oh. back Whew. had to adjust my charger um cuz i was going to say that that you know he says hey my daughter is going to get killed and my so that my granddaughter. So, so that kind of gives Wolverine like, well, if you're not going to give me your life, at least take care of her. So that ties yeah. him to her without, mm-hmm. without the, yeah. like, I hope they fall in love mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's kind of like, I mean, you can't, you can't fake that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wait, no, let's go in on this. Keep going. <laughs> what are you saying about love, Micah? Uh, no, I hear what you're saying. I do think the theory all breaks down. Um, this is the last thing I'll say on it, but I think it breaks down because at that point he has the Wolverine on his, like, he is surrounded, right? Mm-hmm. So at that yeah. point, I feel like he could just have used his money and immense means to trap him in a similar way oh, in you that know moment. How they trap him further. So he refuses, but he spends the night there. And that Viper oh, lady that needed puts, to happen that, first, yeah. puts that thing in him. And so I yeah. think that's that's their plan B is we're going to put yeah. this thing in him that's going to like make him able to be hurt and not regenerate. Right. And it'll weaken him, so. So then, we then can we can just take it take from it. him. But then, the son is already trying to kill the daughter. So then that spirals the whole vents out of control, and then they're able to bring them back together at the end. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which kind of makes sense. Sure. Um, I kind of feel like, like in an alternate world, um, I would, I would have had him just die. And that's that. And then the rest of it is the power struggle of the son and the granddaughter. And then at the yeah. end of the movie, he has to kill this the the son. Yeah, I kind of dig to that too. Big, yeah, big yeah, because I feel when like he and I would, I would cut Viper too. Oh gosh, Viper made yeah. no sense. Yeah, yeah, she was. Yeah, the the, <laughs> the grandpa Yoshida like the twist. I guess it was like a twist. The twist of him not being dead. Yeah, was not interesting enough. No. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And and I think as much as I'm sure like the Silver Samurai thing is probably a really cool iconic comic thing that I've never read, it it felt very like, oh, oh, it's that kind of movie now. Whereas the movie yes. did never it never felt like it was that type of movie. Definitely. And so when the Silver Samurai shows up, it was kind of like, I mean, I did go, what's this now? But then when it started moving around and stuff, I was a little like, okay. Yeah, I, I, it was cooler when it was oh, yeah. like well choreographed action. Yeah. Yes. It was. It was cooler when it was on a bullet train. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, the um, bullet train scene actually works out. Listener, by the way, I know I was trashing <laughs> it earlier, but it's pretty sweet. Y- your younger self was trashing it, which I'm sure my younger yeah. self was like, "Oh my gosh, CGI! Ever heard of it? It's dumb, and it can yeah. never be used to great effect." <laughs> yeah. And then I'm watching this, and I'm like. You're like, ooh, bullet train fight scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, the moment well, it starts. One of the things I said, because earlier in the movie, Evan, well, I, actually, I don't think he was joking, but he, he was like, wow, that bear looks better than the bear in the Revenant. And then when we got to the bullet train sequence, I was like, this out 
outside bullet train sequence looks better than all of the outside bullet train stuff in the movie bullet train that came out last year. <laughs> like, I, I think it looked really good. Anyway, yeah, yeah, we're not we're not there yet. Okay, so Grandpa Yoshida dies, and then the that the Viper Lady kisses Wolverine. Well, she assaults him. Let's be honest, and yeah. puts that thing in him. Although we don't know that yet. And then the next day is the funeral. Uh huh. Um. So mm-hmm. we're all at this funeral. And, and uh, yeah. Also, I'm sorry to cut you cut in, but I kind of felt like her giving him the electronic thing was kind of like a hat on a hat. Yeah. Oh, totally. Like I think it. It would have made more sense. Like the the way the electronic thing is what's giving him his. It's what's taking weakness, away his regeneration. Yeah. So that makes sense. Bug. That yeah. tracks. I I dig that. But it's like she's also a mutant and she's a viper. Yes. Like oh and she's got she, all this poisonous breathing powers. She made no stuff. sense. Like you cut her out need... of the movie. It doesn't affect yeah. the plot. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like you just have the son give him that. Yeah, or you just have a random person who works there who slips into his room. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Anyone could have done that. But yeah. James Mangold, you're welcome on the podcast anytime. Uh, you know, the movie's still great, okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I am nervous about your next movie, though, but we What's can't get into movie? that. It's Indiana Jones and the Dial that's of right, Destiny. Right. Ooh. Yeah. <sighs> One of the worst titles to an Indiana Jones movie I think anyone could ever think of. I don't of. think that was his choice. No, it's not. I'm sure it's not, but the Dial of Destiny? You know how many images I think of when I hear Dial of Destiny? It's a it's, total of zero. A, a phone, like an old-timey phone with the a rotary, <laughs> a rotary phone. <laughs> but when I think Temple of Doom, what do I think of? I think of fire, I think of demons, I think of craziness. Probably and not. that's Well, I mean, that's excluding thinking about the movie. Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, before you see that, you're like, what the heck is that? What the heck is that? <laughs> You know, all that. Last Crusade, okay. Dial of Destiny. All right. the, they got hooked by the alliteration. That's what did it. Which yeah, isn't even an Indiana Jones thing. None of the I other know. movies. That's what happened, though. Someone was like, we should make this a little more fun of a title. That's what we yeah. need for an Indiana Jones movie. You know, and they could have never guessed this, but with, um, I am again forgetting his name, but the lead... The male lead in everything, everywhere, all at once. Something Quan. Hawaii, hi, something. I want to look it up. Yeah. Short round from Indiana Jones. Yeah. There's been like a joke poster that's been going around, which is him now, currently, and it's like the adventures of short round in the Indiana Jones font. K Hoi Quan. And I know I'm not saying it correctly. K Hoi Quan. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I, I know that the people who are working on Indiana Jones did not know that he would just have like an Oscar uh, <laughs> nominated performance. And by the time this episode comes out, we already know that he maybe won or maybe didn't. I don't know. Uh, be cool. I, I've just been so consumed with taxes that are due this week. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Shout out to my dad, a CPA. Um. <laughs> but having, having said all that, uh, uh, there, there's been like a joke poster, The Adventures of Short Round, and I think he's even shared it like, oh, this is cool. And it's like, yeah, in an alternate world, not another old man Indiana Jones, but in Adventures of Short Round movie. That would be exactly, exactly. That would have been the move. But yeah. he hasn't acted, you know, in 20 years or whatever. So it makes sense that no one would think to do that. Is that his first thing in a really long time? Oh, yeah. 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 Everything, everywhere, all at once? Is yeah. that thing? Oh, I didn't. I haven't like looked him up, so I didn't know that. He hasn't acted since he was a kid. I don't think. What? 
Are you serious? Yeah, he like yeah. in interviews he like famously said like I think it was when he watched Shang Chi that he like for a while he just felt like there were no roles that weren't like really flat two dimensional roles for people who looked like looked like him. Uh-huh. So yeah. when he started to see oh maybe it was Crazy Rich Asians I think it was that movie that oh, he that said makes in an sense. interview like inspired him like oh there's now like a place for me in Hollywood and in movies so he started Dang. looking around and getting back in. That is so freaking cool. And so he just comes back and gets nominated and hopefully wins an Oscar. Yeah, Yeah, which which we already know, but, you know, taxes have been getting in the way, so. Yeah, Yeah. they've really been bogging us down. They eat our blocks (laughs) of the world. (laughs) But uh, having said that, he has been working on movies because he does martial arts on movies. Oh, okay. So he's been working on movies. Just not as an actor. But not, yeah. Dang. Which is crazy because then when you watch Everything Everywhere all at once, you're like, oh, he's doing... Wait, so he's doing it? His choreography, and... <laughs> I don't like nothing about this. It's yeah, crazy. yeah, he's... Well, I, I mean, I, don't, I guess I don't know how much he's choreographing, but he's yeah. doing the stuff. Yeah. Um, I mean, I suppose... There's always room that an actor isn't doing, like, the really dangerous stuff, mm-hmm. but he's doing his own stunts, and then, of course, Michelle Yeoh is that. doing her own stunts, right. because yeah, she's... Yeah, Michelle Yeoh's... Superstar? She's unhinged, yeah, she's yeah. incredible. So, I don't want to just talk about that movie, but a quick dive. His scene where he is saying that he essentially like chooses love in the world, and that's oh just who gosh. he is when he's like smoking a cigarette outside. We rewatched that movie recently, and I missed that scene completely the first time. I was just Ed, listener. Yeah. Yeah. I keep addressing you, but you should really see that movie <laughs> if you haven't. Yeah, just go pop the popcorn and sit down and watch it. It's worth it. Well, yeah. that that moment where where she, you know it's in that same like timeline where she's telling him that you know in an alternate timeline all we do is do laundry and and yes. do taxes together speaking of what we've been so oh, worried topical. about yeah exactly um and and then he's smoking the cigarette and he's like uh you know in an alternate time i would have loved to have grown old with you and done laundry and taxes and you're uh, like yes oh, it's so oh my gosh yeah that the, he would rather have that than the success he's clearly we just got we just rewatched this movie and well We've just rewatched this movie in theaters, and it like that stuff hit harder for me this time. The marriage stuff, yeah, yeah, totally. Because the first time around, it was the mother daughter, like the the real emotional core of the movie, like really got me. Yeah, but this time around, it was the marriage stuff really got me. Uh-huh. Oh, so good. Yeah. Well, should should we maybe maybe we can we can cut it if we don't want to, but okay, because this is coming out in April. Okay, but we're having a baby. Yeah. And so when, the, the mother daughter stuff did hit in a, in a well, deeper when, way. <laughs> when I was watching it, yeah, when I was watching it, I was like, oh my gosh, being a parent is going to be so hard. <laughs> and I, I think I've said this on the podcast before, but if you like to get me to cry in a movie, you just got to introduce parent stuff uh-huh. and I'm gone. Mm. And I have a great mm-hmm. relationship with my parents. So there's nothing like I've, I've avoided in my life. Yeah. But oh my gosh, it really gets me. So I think now when we were seeing that movie, it was like, oh crap, this is going to be so hard. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's going to be a girl too. So the mother daughter stuff must have hit you. Yeah. I shouldn't watch Lady Bird again. Probably watch it now before she gets yeah. ready for college. <laughs> yeah. Rewatch it now. <laughs> There's so many movies we will not be able to watch anymore. No. And that one, like, truly felt very personal to me the first time I watched it. Yeah. Yeah, I love that movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, Wolverine. Wolverine, yes. So then we have Yoshida's funeral. 
Yeah. Yes. Um, and and the yakuza are there. Yes. And they they break out and they're there to assassinate people, namely Mariko. Yeah. Um, so she. This is all a cool scene. Cool. Uh, that's scene. awesome. Yeah. And it and looks so what, cool. Yeah. I, I, this scene's crazy because Wolverine is getting shot and stuff, and he's he's like so confused because he's not healing very quickly. Mm-hmm. And he's oh, like, this "What starts- the heck?" Yeah. This this starts something I thought was really cool that I, I I just felt like man they're really killing it and I don't know if it's cinematography or who makes these decisions but like his POV when he's getting injured is like he's all hazy and yeah. like everything's out of focus and stuff and it just like it looked really good it yeah. just put me in the moment and it, made, it me made you feel telling me or it made it made me fully understand like he is not used to feeling this way. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I think if they made this movie today, like if it was a Marvel movie, the moment he got shot the first time, another character, probably someone famous, would be like, you're not regenerating. What is going on? (laughs) But instead, they just kind of let you sit in this moment with him where he's all of a sudden getting hurt, and Mm -hmm. he's not okay. Well, you know what's pretty cool uh, that I think James Mangold is very good at with both of his Wolverine movies is Wolverine could well any superhero character can be kind of meta especially because we've seen so many of these movies and there could totally be that that like like he is just able to play it and and create it like like a western hero obviously we're going to talk about that a lot uh where where it feels like he's a little more clint eastwood where it's like that happened to me again but it's not like Hey, audience, did you notice that happened to me again? Oops, the bullets hurt yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and so, I, I don't know. I don't know if that makes any sense, what I'm saying. But it's like this scene feels more emotional than I think if a yes. different director would do it, they would maybe have him be like, oh, well, that's all new. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. It would just not, like, work as well. And when he does do those types of jokes in this movie, they, they, they feel... Uh, they feel like natural jokes, not commentary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, they're coming from Logan. This brings up to, for me, something I felt like uh, seeing this movie throughout the whole movie. Like Hugh Jackman, he doesn't just show up in body. Although, again, listener, the guy's body's crazy. But he also, <laughs> I felt like he really, maybe it's the direction, maybe it's just him. I mean, he is a great actor. If yeah. you watch Prisoners, if you haven't watched that. Mm-hmm. But um. I felt like he really showed up like his emotional yeah. reaction. To everything in the movie is like really intense and he doesn't have a ton of lines throughout the whole movie, which I guess is classic Wolverine, but yeah, he did a great job just yeah. expressing everything. Mm-hmm. Well, it it's truly no wonder that they, they decided the first spinoff movie should not, should not be Magneto or Charles or Scott yeah. or Jean Grey, but Wolverine. It'd never be about Scott. Yeah, they they don't like him for some reason. <laughs> kill him off screen in the Last Stand. I have not seen it. That's hilarious. He's he's a main character and he gets killed off screen. You gotta you gotta watch him along along with the with the episode releases, Jack. Because I want to hear what you think of them. Oh, I'm, watching I'm them years going later. to now. Now I'm too I'm too curious now um, to see where all of this goes. Um, but yeah, I just think Hugh Jackman, he just showed up day one of X-Men and just, mm-hmm. he just did it. Yeah. Uh, he, um, he really like embodies Wolverine. And honestly, as much as Logan was like the perfect send off, it does not surprise me in the least 
that he is signed on to do Deadpool 3 because I know he's like, yeah. I'm never going to do this again. Like, this is it. But then they bring him a script and he's like, okay, I get to play Wolverine again, you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, there'll probably be at least a cameo or scene in one of the MCU movies yeah. when they eventually bring the X-Men in that he will also be in. He will probably do it until he actually dies. Yeah. Because yeah. It, it is just like, he clearly embodies and loves the role. Yes. Much in the same way I think like Robert Downey Jr., I, I, I'm i kind of surprised that he was like, yeah, let's kill off the character because he seems to like genuinely love being Iron Man. Yeah. Yeah. Although yeah. he was in more movies, so maybe that's part of it. Or maybe he wasn't actually. Wolverine's in so many movies. Yeah. Actually, yeah, he's been Wolverine longer. I, yeah. It had been like... Yeah. He, he'd been Wolverine for because Logan came out in two thousand. Well, now this, yeah, he's gonna be have been Wolverine for well over twenty years by the time Deadpool Dang. three comes out. That's crazy. <laughs> Jack is just shaking his head. And, uh, Hugh Jackman's just he's nice with it. That's that's just at the end of the day, he's just so nice. Yeah, so good as Wolverine and, and everything else he does. Yeah, but you okay, looked so like you we? were about to say something. Oh, I was asking when Prisoners came out, and that came out in twenty thirteen. So same year as this. Yeah. Wow. Crazy, crazy, crazy man. I don't think good he's year. ever gonna do a performance as good as that movie. As prisoners. Yeah. That movie. Oh my is... Gosh, it's just one of the best oh. ever. Probably that's it's my favorite so Jake good. and my favorite Hugh. Yeah. 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 Not my favorite yeah. Dano, but that's okay. Dano's so gotta have too. there will be blood. Yeah. But. Mm. Um. Yeah. So. I wrote this, and I'm not remembering what this is, but it says, stabs guy through door in chase, exclamation point. Mimi likey. <laughs> that's what I wrote. Wait, that's so funny because when that, when that scene happened, I was like, okay, so they just ran into this. Was it like... What was oh, it exactly? It was like, like a, a cafe, looked, a computer cafe or something. Yeah, like something like that. Oh, like now I remember. Yes, Mimi do likey. So here's the thing. <laughs> Some two random people, one of whom is bloodied, run into this casino. Now, and it's like he an arcade. can't see through the door. Yeah. It's yeah is that what you said? We were already, Jack and I already went through oh, it. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. We ran out of time. But my point is, like, that could have been anyone approaching the door uh, who's just concerned. <laughs> like a random uh -huh. white dude in Japan who's bloodied runs in with this random woman into the back room. Like maybe that's security. Maybe uh -huh. it's just an onlooker who's like maybe someone needs help. And he just absolutely murders them. Just but, goes yeah. He got lucky. May I posit to you that you are forgetting about his sense of smell. Oh, I forget that he has more powers than just the claws. Yes. I mean, he was able to smell the radiation at the beginning of the movie. So if you can smell yes. radiation, I think you could yes. tell this was that guy that was chasing me. Uh, I'm going to oh, put yes. my fist against the wall and shoot my claws through the door into the guy's head. Mimi likey. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I wrote arrow guy chasing two. Uh-huh. If people could read these notes that I take, they would think that I'm like a five-year-old because <laughs> I just have to write them as quickly as possible to where I'm still watching yeah. the movie. I Because you brought up the Arrow guy, I also feel like he is a character that you could probably take him out of the movie and it wouldn't affect anything. I know near the end, he like makes a decision that helps them in the end, I think, like in the critical moment. Yeah. yeah. But other than that, 
it was I don't know. I I just like forgot he was a character. Yeah, and I I got confused about who he was because they they were mentioning who she was um who she was engaged to and it wasn't him. Yeah, but when they mentioned it, I was like, "Oh, it's the arrow guy." Okay, and maybe that's yeah. a me bad. No, but I don't feel like they confusing. made it clear. Th- this guy was like her childhood best friend, and they were in love when they were younger, but they were forbidden to marry. I think. Okay. I think. Yes. 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 He's yeah. He's a tangential love interest. He's also like he's a part of the. I think they are called the. They're the ninjas who protect the Yoshida family. The right. hand. Um, the hand, hand yes. Yeah. Aren't they okay. the black hand? Uh, I think they might be the black hand, yeah. Wait, is, isn't is there the hand? Is that Are they connected to the daredevil hand? Like, I think so. Is that? Oh, okay. And then, of course, what is the turtles one called? The foot? I think okay, so. The foot clan. <laughs> Oh, yeah, man, no, it's so good. The naming of yeah. things. No, na- yeah, because, uh, you know, Daredevil and the X Men are both Marvel. So in the comic yeah, yeah, books, yeah. you know, the hand is can be used for either. But of course, in the movies at this point, of co- you know, crossing over is out of the question because Fox yeah, Studios yeah, yeah. still owns the X Men. Uh, but yeah. soon they will not. And then the hand can come into MCU with the good old fashioned. Wolverine. Okay. It's good. Yeah, it's good. it's good. It's good. Uh, So then we get to, I'll say it, the coolest scene in the movie. It's a bullet train sequence. Bullet train. He catches up do with you... Mary. Oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, do you think that Bradley Pitt was watching this movie and thought to himself, huh, bullet train. Interesting. <laughs> And then years later went on to make the film. RB he's like, he's like let's wait nine years to make this movie. <laughs> well, I wonder just I wonder when the book came out, because it's written by a Japanese oh, man, yeah. Bullet Train. Oh, maybe he's watching Kitaro this Wolverine Isaka, movie. I think. So maybe if you had yeah. if you had said, Jack, what movie do you think that came out in the past couple of years that was based on a book? The last movie <laughs> I had said I was Bullet Train. Yeah. The only reason I know that is because where I work, we had the audiobook. Yeah. Mm. Well, and we did, of course, to plug for the audience, well, yeah, we, we did, did an episode. MPU, the sequel episode on it. And all you have to do mm. is go to patreon.com slash and sign up for as little as $3, and you get an extra episode every single month. Less than a cup of coffee, folks. Less than Less a cup of coffee. Than a C-O-C. <laughs> so, <laughs> wait. <laughs> wait, less than a C-O-C? Yeah, a cup of coffee. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> You're sticking to that. End. Yeah. Ever okay. ever since Micah discovered that Paul F. Tompkins has a strange ability to abbreviate anything at a moment's notice, Micah yeah. has been working on that. Oh, so, yeah. Nice. Well, and and it is great because besides Jordan, it almost always lands when you besides, do that. Besides me. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's because you're around it, but but yeah. if you're like, I, that's a tip for you listeners. This is just a free tip. If you're somewhere and someone's like telling a story or something and they're like, oh, I had to run in and grab my broom, then you're like, GYB? And they're like, huh? And you go, y- you know, GYB, you had to grab your broom. And then they usually yeah. laugh because they're like, wow, that's funny. They, they think it's funny. It's just like a funny thing to do. And look at that, COC. Jack's sitting there going, what the heck is he talking about? And then a smile cracks upon his face. Huge, yeah. 
Listener, you cannot hear it, but I'm just laughing heartily <laughs> over here. Big chuckle from uh, from Jack. BC, big chuckle. <laughs> oh, there it is. Okay, that one got me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's um, just a freebie. Um, yeah, so they go to the bullet train, and yeah. he gets on, and he goes to Mariko, and he's like, you have got to, like, going to your home or whatever, it's a bad idea. I need to protect you. And she's going, no, I don't need your protection. And then the hand catches up to them. Mm-hmm. Now, when I'm seeing yeah. this and they start fighting, because because he goes to the bathroom and he's like removing bullets and he's bleeding everywhere. Yeah. And then and he is not healing. Yeah. And he gets Dude. out and turns to the left of him and he just sees like four or five guys just standing there staring yeah. at him. And he's just kind of like, oh, OK, here we go. And then he starts <laughs> fighting them. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. And then it opens up. And he kicks someone outside. And I'm thinking, don't go outside because it's not going to look good and it's not going to be that interesting. Yeah. Uh, It didn't look good when Tom Cruise did it in Mission Impossible 1. It's not going to look good Mm. now. Mm. And then they go outside. And these guys are fighting. And then it is thrilling because they played with the concept. I think that's what makes it work. Yeah. Yeah. Because he's using his claws to fight them, and then they get to where they're prone, and he has to use his claws to stab it into the roof, and then the 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 ninjas have to stab their swords. But they into had the that roof. great detail of when the guys had to put their dagger in it. They they went back a couple feet. Oh yeah, that was great. And yep. so they're doing all of that, and then they get to this scene that that would could potentially be laughable. Mm-hmm. But they start. They're, he's fighting next to this guy, and they're standing there next to each other. And they see, or I think they're face to face. And like the guy sees, you know, a sign, and so he ducks. And then he sees another sign, and he jumps, and it like launches them forward, backward, yeah. whatever, however the physics work. And I was like, uh huh, yes, <laughs> that's cool. And then they're they're jumping around and flying around and stuff like that, and he's getting one here and getting one there. And then there's one last guy who's facing him as the train is going the opposite direction that the guy is facing. And then Wolverine does a he does a jump of, but there's nothing there. And then the guy jumps and he jumps and smashes into a sign because he was yeah. following Wolverine's lead. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. That is he, he, good. Wolverine, uh, uh, for so much of his physical ability, he beat them with his brain. Mm. And I think that's really the big takeaway, you know, probably from the whole movie. Some really to take home, listener, using the old noodle. <laughs> and, and I mean, but I will give credit to the guy who got smashed against the sign. Probably the best Simon Says player to ever exist. <laughs> he just absolutely was locked in they had kind of a relationship the two of them yeah. like they both knew i have to trust you in this moment and he deceived him i will say too i wrote down a little note um the scene where he flies dot 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 lol yeah. i love that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> listener after all of this jumping stuff happens he sees way down at the other end of the train like a guy trying to get 
through a hatch down to Mario. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And he just takes his claws out yeah. and jumps in the air and essentially flies yes. at the guy because of the way the train's moving. And if there's one addition that Wolverine could have that would make me even more excited for his character, it's him flying. And so I was just. Uh, yeah. I was so it's so good. Yeah. Well, well <laughs> I mean, so this awesome. is something that I really <laughs> like about this movie that, that James Mangold is, is taking very seriously, like, like, making a a human drama but also like a, an action movie all that stuff but at the end of the day he is like it is a comic book movie though mm-hmm. and i would like to see a panel of him flying like mm-hmm. 400 feet and stabbing a guy and i know that the audience is gonna like to see that as well so he's not like sacrificing one for the other and and that's that's why this movie works so well i think yeah um, no i agree so then him and Mariko, they go to a like hotel, which is just a oh a love hotel, a love hotel. Yes. And out of the three choices of dungeon, nurse office, yes. or mission to Mars room, they choose the room I would have chosen as well. Mission to Mars, Jack. Yeah. Which room would you have chosen? Uh, easily mission to Mars. Big sci-fi guy over here. Absolutely <laughs> loved it. Love the little joke in the midst of all this chaos. I also wanted to hop in. Wait, uh, Jordan, did you say which one you would pick? Oh, same. Absolutely. Mission, mission to Mars. Mars. Okay. So when they said that line, my brain immediately was like, I, first of all, I was already loving the movie, and I was like, I wish that there was another universe where they just made a ton of Wolverine movies during this era, just a bunch of them, yeah. like one a year, and each of them had different themes. Like Wolverine 2000, where uh, Cyborg <laughs> Logan leads a ragtag group of space criminals to save the universe. Oh, you have um, the pitches. Okay, okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, that's the only one I have a real pitch on. The rest are just titles. Apocalypse Wolverine. That kind of explains itself. W uh-huh. is for Wolverine, which is a romance <laughs> drama. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Wolf, which is a cutaway workplace sitcom. Um, a Christmas Wolverine. <laughs> Um, those are the ones I came up with. I would have loved any wow. and all of those. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. If only, if only, if only we could go back. <sighs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> um, wow. Yeah. But That's, anyway, they, that's yeah, they, very, they, very they funny. Mission to Mars. Um, and then Logan loses consciousness. Sees Jean Grey again. Wakes up at a doctor, but it's actually a veterinarian who's working on him. And then again, nice touch. The veterinarian has like claw marks all over him because mm-hmm. he was like fighting him in his sleep. Oh, yeah. Um, And then he returns. Oh, it's actually not Hiroshima. It's Nagasaki, I believe. Oh, okay. Um, Which, yeah, sometimes we forget that uh, America dropped two atomic bombs, not yeah. just one. Yeah. Um, so he returns to Nagasaki and sees the well, which is now, it looks like a, well, actually, I think it's like a memorial plaque. Was it? it just or looked, was it just a sewer capsule? I think capsule. it was just sealed up, and it, this place yeah. just became a nice, like, walkway along the bay. Yeah. But he remembered where it yeah. happened. Which I guess, if yeah. you were taking the metaphor, it's like you can get out of your prison, and you can make it a wonderful place. Uh, yes. Oh, yes. And for the listener, I think at this point we've discovered as the viewer that like that she is in danger, that she's going to inherit everything. Yeah. She tells him like over dinner. Yeah. I'm going to inherit everything. That's why they're trying to kill me. And so that's yeah. why they're like hiding out at her hometown or near her or at mm-hmm. this country estate or whatever. But what's confusing is they go out of their way to say that 
that Yoshida bankrupted the company so that he could uh, heal himself. Is that what they said for yeah. real? They said well, he that. he was collecting the... Like, wait, they also wait. said he was collecting the adamantium, I think, yeah. in order, but, like, as a part of this. But does that mean he bankrupted the company out of his, like, obsession to figure it out? Is that what they were saying? That's what they're saying, yeah. okay. and it's clear that the son knows that as well. Okay. Uh, so the fact that he's trying to kill his daughter for the inheritance, I think, kind of negates how much that makes sense. Because why would you kill your daughter to to get a company that uh, is not worth any value? Well, I think they said they said he almost did. Like he accumulated yeah. enough debt to where it was really concerning. But by the end of the movie, like she is still the head of a tech giant, and it like makes news. It's still an empire. So. Okay. Yeah. So the, and the is, power. That, I guess this isn't like real real debt. This is like. Like raise the the debt ceiling kind of debt. Yeah, I think this is a like company that's so rich. Like it's you <laughs> know, too it's big like, to fail. Kind it's of. It's like thing. Succession when in season one Logan Roy has spent way too much money, and they're trying to figure out a way to get money back. And when he gets well and can be the head of it again, he's like, okay, let's spend more money. And they yeah. try and tell him he can't do that, and he's like, what are you talking about? I can do anything I want. I think it's like that. Yeah, it's just like Succession. It's like home loans exist for us. But if you're really rich, you're allowed to be in debt more than the money you have, which is kind of how the world works. And that's yes. part of why billionaires suck. Because mm. so yeah. they really all own about. companies that aren't worth anything, which doesn't make any sense to me. But that's economics for you. Uh, so I guess yeah. we've explained away that little uh, thing that I w- that was bugging me. So that's good. Easy. Uh, then we go back to the flashback where he's given the sword. Oh, yes. Okay. But he refuses it, um, yeah. and he says, you give it to me later in the future. Mm-hmm. And then I said, seize airplane in present. Hmm. I don't know what that means. That then, was when well, that, he that was looking at the... Memory. Yes. Oh, yes. I, that was He's such a beautiful touch. Because yeah. mm-hmm. we're yeah. seeing that like it's just a commercial airplane flying over Nagasaki. But, he, of course, he's seen the B-29 that dropped the atomic bomb. Yeah. That's good. Little little uh, parallelism, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe, yeah, sure. Uh, and, and then my next note, and I know what this is in reference to, but my next note is Ty's robe. Gene, everyone you love dies. Well, this is when they get it on because they get caught in the rain because it's so romantic, and then they go back home. I like getting caught in the rain. I also like pina coladas. I think they do too. <laughs> uh, so he has a. <laughs> the Jack's still laughing. <laughs> Mike, at what time would you say that you prefer to make love? Is would that be pre or post midnight? Uh, actually, <laughs> directly on. <laughs> <laughs> and guess what? I'll tell you one thing. I don't like, and I'm not into yoga. Mm, health food, one uh, for me. No, it's the one yeah. that I don't enjoy. Did you put out an ad recently? Because that's sounding <laughs> mighty familiar to an ad I put out. That's so cute. <laughs> uh, okay, well, Mike and I will pursue our... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 the theme, our love I'll story. Yeah, on, on a different, on w a different is for Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, okay, so. uh, you were saying... <laughs> so he's, he's wearing... Uh, I mean, I don't know if it's a kimono, 
but he's he's wearing something is. and he can't tie it, so she ties it for him and then they bang. Yeah. Yeah. But it actually it didn't feel um it felt earned actually to me. It didn't feel like out of left field annoying. Yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe it's that's because I know that that's one of his loves from reading comics. Yeah. But as a non-comic reader, I was a little like, eh, they've known each other for a little. I don't know. I Because the scene was so like, it was like, they didn't show anything. They just insinuate yeah. all of it. And it felt like they were trying to make it really, really kind of like this romantic connection they had. I I mean, I was take it or leave it on it. Yeah. I wasn't yeah. like fully sold. Me too. I think it. It's whatever. It's going to happen. It's Wolverine. Have you read comics with her in it? Uh-huh. Is she cool? Well, actually, all the ones I've read, it it's, like, been, uh, he, like, kind of passes her by, and it's, like, it's, like, oh, remember what we had, but you don't know, and it was going to be revealed later, but I got tired of the run, and I didn't finish it. Oh, bummer for you. Yeah, but I, I think, I think <laughs> before the, before the next Wolverine, I think I'll read some of the, uh the mini series that this one was based on. And mm-hmm. because I think, I think uh, Logan is based on a specific run mm-hmm. in that series too. So I think I'll read that as well. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, but then he has this dream where Jean's like everyone you love dies. And he's kind of like, I got to take care of this though. I got to f- see this through. I don't want to die yet. Um, Ma- Mariko gets kidnapped. He runs after them. He gets one guy. Um, and then I know I'm kind of blazing through here, but, uh, Yukio shows up. Yes. Well, if the guy tells him where, I don't know if the guy gives him information. I feel like he does. And then Yukio shows up and takes him to the place where Mariko's fiance is. Yes. Which is like the old area that he's already been to where the dad died. Isn't it? I don't know. Oh, I, I think it is. Yeah. Okay. The temple, yeah. I think oh, is okay. uh, where it's at. And then this is where she says, I saw you die, and I'm always right. Mm-hmm. So, like, don't do this. Well, I, I saw you holding your heart in your hand. Yeah. Yes. And I forgot that, actually, he goes and sees the Minister of Justice, and this is when we found out that this was where, who uh, Mariko was engaged to. That happens after she says that to him, but yeah. Yes, but he hasn't actually gone back to the temple yet, is what I mean. Oh, okay, no, yeah. And he, they first went to see the Minister of Justice. She says that thing. He goes yeah. up and finds a Minister of Justice who's supposed to be engaged to Mariko. Uh, and that's where it doing, got confusing yeah. motive-wise for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah. what's the deal here? Okay, so they, they find him, and he's he's having a fun morning is what it looks like. Uh, um, yes. And he's philandering. That's the word I was Philandering, for. that is the word. Um, yes. they, they get the girls to leave. Oh no! I was and, just trying to pet Gilmore. Oh, sorry. Time. Okay, get they get her to leave them to leave, and then they start grilling the Minister of Justice. Uh huh. Yeah. And so, what do they learn from this? Oh, I just like how he's like, "Tell me in ten words or less." Um, oh yeah. Like explain the situation or something, and he says something like, "Don't kill me! I uh, don't kill me!" And then he's like, "What's her name?" Yukio. Yukio. How many words was that? And she goes nine, and he's like, "You better make this last one count." <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, pretty- that's good. But then, I don't remember what information he's getting. So he first from earlier on from the when they kidnapped her, uh, Americo, and he snags one of them. He asks that guy for information mm-hmm. and then he kills him. And mm-hmm. he figures out from that guy that 
that those guys were hired by the minister of justice. So then oh. they go to the minister of justice and he tells him it's not just me. It's her dad who is really oh. like yeah, orchestrating right. all of this. And her dad's going to give me part of her em- of this empire. Yes. If I also help out using my connections um, with the underworld. That's right. Yeah. And then he goes in. He has the face off with Wolverine. Throws that guy out the window, and it was that was a funny yes. moment. Yeah, because Yukio says, "Oh, good thing there was a like. Did you know there was a pool?" She's down like, "How'd there? you know there was a pool?" And he's like, "I didn't." Love that classic yeah. wolf. Um, yeah, <laughs> workplace comedy. Yeah, that's that's the workplace <laughs> comedy part. <laughs> uh, and then uh, there there's this great there's this great part where he's. Uh, I I wrote ninja attacks simultaneous action because I think he's talking to the dad and we're seeing all the ninjas and like shadows as they're like taking out everybody in the temple. And it's just, it's so cool and choreographed so well. Mm -hmm. It's mostly shadows that are happening and it's just like, you know, the camera panning as a person's walking through doing something. And and there's certain shots where you can see ninjas like behind like the main actors talking and they're doing something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, yeah. I mean, that that's the kind of stuff that elevates this movie above what they would normally do for a scene like this. Just all cutaways and, and maybe like it, it's just better. It is. Um, another thing that's cool is this movie is a samurai movie. And then the next yes. movie, I mean, everybody knows it, uh, but the next movie is a Western so yes. the Wolverine movies follow the action oh. of cinema. Yeah. Because the samurai movement is what inspires the Western movement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's cool. I think that's pretty cool. That is cool. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Um, but of course, like the samurai and West, they're so closely tied together that it's like this movie's kind of a Western, but you know, samurai movies predate the Western. Mm So it's just cool Mm -hmm. how it kind of has that correlation. Um, then I wrote that Viper kills son, but she doesn't, she spits Viper on him and he's like, ah, ah," and that's killed everybody else, but it doesn't kill him. A couple times where she'll like infect a person and it's like, Oh, okay. That person's dead. And then they show up again. That was so confusing to me. Yeah. 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 She does that earlier too. Yeah. She like uh, spits on a pen and then stabs him with, it seems like an unnecessary step because she could also just spit it on him. <laughs> and he like, he like freaks out. This is before Wolverine has shown up, right? Like all yeah. this happens. Um, and it turns out that she's kind of leading this clan of ninjas and he looks like he dies, but then he does show back up to try to kill uh, our titular hero. Yeah. Uh, and there's uh, not like, I an explanation or anything. For her? It, no, for him, like, surviving that. Well, oh, yeah, for surviving. His face yeah. was, like, burning up. Yeah, and he's, like, <laughs> so, choking and, like, yeah. falls in the water. She's not that powerful, I guess. I guess not. She sucked. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, she no, did, I, yeah. I don't. I don't like... I, 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 I don't like the character choice. I, I just no, don't get... so bad. And then in the next in part of the movie, when we're, like, on our showdown, she puts on, like, so many different bad outfits. Yeah, she but it continues least... to get more viper like. That's yeah. like the thing that they decided to do. And I'm not it, it, talking about dumb. shedding her skin. I'm no, not no, talking it, about it that. It was dumb, but I was also like, yeah, at least we're just at least you're just doing it. Uh, but it's dumb. It was dumb. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Um then we have the second coolest scene in this movie. Mm-hmm. Where he is like, Oh my gosh, I can get this thing in my heart. He uses the contraption that 
Grandpa Yoshida was on to find out that there is like a parasite on his heart. So he's going to remove it manually. Yikes. So he's like cutting himself open while uh, Yukio is fighting the sun. And it's a pretty awesome, like, like nice long shots Mm -hmm. where they are fighting and jumping through and over stuff. Looks fantastic, yeah. and and the the system he's using to look through like X ray his body is getting like hit around, so mm-hmm. he can't always see it. And then of course he he pulls out the the thing that's ruining his regenerative regener- regenerative power, and he's holding his heart, and he dies. Wolverine yeah. finally finds rest. It says directed by James Mangold, <laughs> screenplay, and all that stuff. And then yeah. no. Then, then the 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 reel r- rewinds, and they put in another reel. Mm-hmm. And guess what? Beep, 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 mm-hmm. beep. And then he's like, Whoo. and then and then I think he shoots him or or stabs him or something like that. And he's like, doesn't matter anymore. I got my stuff back. Mm-hmm. And then he just starts mm-hmm. shredding these losers like there's no tomorrow. Yeah, I think I can't remember where this line is, but I wrote it down and wanted to say it. I think it's in this scene. So he regenerates. He starts fighting the dad of Marco. It's yeah. just him and that guy fighting. And I, I think it's there where the dad says, what kind of monster are you? I uh-huh. think it's there. And then yeah. he responds with the title of the movie. Yeah, he says yeah. awesome. Wolverine. <laughs> yeah, and I yeah. was like, "Let's go!" <laughs> and well, and and uh, speaking of lines too, uh, once again, uh, Wolverine gets the F word. Yeah. I, I think in all of the movies so far, uh, he he's the only one who gets an F word, mm-hmm. and he gets it in this yeah. one too. Go f yourself, pretty boy. <laughs> yes, I had that written down too. Oh, it's such a such a bad line but so good (laughs) it works it works then we're at the final showdown and before he gets there he gets shot by all these people who have arrows with ropes on them it looks awesome Mm -hmm. very comic booky yeah uh love all of that it was very funny evan pointed out which is just funny like then they capture wolverine they've got him and then uh they and bring then, him to the place he's trying to go. Yeah, and then Yukio just like drives up to a back fence, opens it, and gets there. And he, he's like, "How did he go that way?" <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. One thing I I this is where the movie did start to break down some things, like yeah. in terms of their consistency. So like Wolverine is like, "Okay, I know where she is. I'm gonna go there." So he goes there but the way he appears there is a he's got like his classic like fur coat on that i Mm -hmm. feel like he wears in other movies where did he get the coat b he's driving (laughs) a motorcycle and you're like oh he's in japan maybe it's like a japanese no no it looks like an american (laughs) motorcycle that he drives in all the other movies now where he got that motorcycle i have no idea And so those things i started to go eh, they started to slip a little bit here here they were like it has to be we have to throw in these things for the fans. Yeah. Um, but one thing I did really like about that scene when all those ninjas are like shooting them with these arrows is um, our main our main guy. I can't remember his name right now. The guy from Altered Carbon, that actor. Mm-hmm. He shoots him with a poison dipped arrow, mm-hmm. which I in that moment, I was like, oh, this they really thought about the story, like the callback to the poison dipped arrow 
in yeah. the very yeah. beginning using yeah. Colbert, like I, I was like, oh, they've really layered in a lot of these things. Like there's not a single, they didn't just focus on one thing. They were like, we got to keep doing all these callbacks. Pretty cool. Yeah. I like that too. Yeah. I dug it. Um, he's just an animal. He's just an animal. Yeah. They got to take him down. But yeah, yeah. All, all of that is, is very cool. And then we get to like, I, like I've already kind of said, it's just kind of nonsense where there's this big adamantium silver samurai yeah. and they like, and it, it took me because I, I think they said it, but it just didn't feel, it didn't seem clear to me, but not until the helmet was removed from it. I was like, so wait, is grandpa Yoshida in there or not? Or is it his consciousness? Yeah. yeah. I was confused about that, how that was working. Yeah. And it, it just, I don't know. It, it it's also like you've had all this pretty. I know there's been a lot of CGI, but like not not used in this way. And there's a lot of really nice choreographed stuff. Um, that's that is practical and grounds it. And and this is kind of like okay, you know, we got to compete with the MCU, so let's do yeah. this scene. Yeah. Um, Viper sheds her skin at one point, which is I was kind of like I get it. I, I don't think this needs to be in this movie, but I get it. Yeah. Um, and I also yeah, think is... it would have worked a lot better if Wolverine just looked and he was like, what is this? And we hadn't seen her actually shed it. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Cut Viper from the movie, please. Viper says, and, and Viper just doesn't work on so many levels. And she says a line that I just absolutely, I was just sitting alone watching this movie, drinking coffee this morning. And I like laughed really, really hard. She's essentially telling, uh, Wolverine who she is in the entire audience. Cause at this point, no one really gets who she is or why she's in this movie. And she's like, because of my mutation, I'm immune to every toxin in the world, <laughs> yeah, every yeah. toxin known to man, I'm also immune to the toxin that is man. <laughs> and that line is so incredibly bad. Oh my gosh, it's awful. <laughs> it makes no sense. Like, what, what, as a viewer, was I supposed to be like, oh, she's immune to all these toxins and bad, but she's going to be <laughs> duped by Wolverine because he's so good looking. So she needs to clarify <laughs> that she's immune to his, his yeah. charm. But I will say, in defense of the movie, and this is very stupid what I'm about to say, but Wolverine is no man. He is a Wolverine, oh, and that he, is why he, is he an can animal. defeat her. Yes. Even though yes. he doesn't, but yeah. Yeah, who defeats her? Yukio, I think. Oh, okay. Yukio. Well, I guess that Which doesn't work. Not then. a man, so. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. True. It works again. <laughs> okay, I well, am on. no man. <laughs> wow. Return of the King. Uh, okay. Uh but yeah, kind of kind of nonsense fight that kind of was a little confounding and pretty long. Yeah. But then so Wolverine's claws get smashed off and that looked painful. Mm. And then yeah. they're sucking his life force out of This is one of those this things This didn't make sense. Yeah, this is this one of those, those things where like there there is a fine line of like science fiction like pseudoscience. Like, don't explain it and people will just yeah. get it without knowing the complexities. Or the other side of the line where it's like, we have to drill into his bones of his claws to get his yeah. life force. Yeah. And it makes no sense. Well, the, uh, what what doesn't make sense is, okay, they're sucking out the adamantium. I get that. Um, oh, yeah, but, but how, would that, how would that suck out his life force? Yeah, that doesn't make... I don't get that. Or is the adamantium what? not over his bones? It it is because I, so. I thought I they thought. like his claws were cut off and they were drilling into his bones. 
Yeah, I think so. You just said adamantium. Oh, yeah. I guess you're right. I I think what would have made it make more sense is throughout the movie, the thing that is hampering his ability to regenerate is this bug that's on his heart. So if they had somehow been like, oh, I'm drilling into your heart, or for some reason we've identified that as the source of your ability to regenerate and live eternally, that may have made more sense. But yeah, yeah, it made zero sense. They were basically just like, we have a chemist, and we can drill into your bones, therefore we can take your life. Yeah. It doesn't work. And then he, he recovers in like a second, which makes me feel like, couldn't he just be regenerating while he's losing it uh, it it got me confused yeah. um but having said all of that um i mean maybe there's a logical explanation i don't know but he defeats him i i also kind of felt like these two guys did have an interesting relationship and and i think the other thing that i didn't like about the dad showing up at the end is it just feels like we didn't spend enough time with him to see that he would go to these lengths yes for eternal life and and i just feel like he owes logan so much that that it just seems odd like like it yes. just i not odd it was unsatisfying to me personally mm-hmm. that like the end of this movie is he's like ha 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 you yes. the one who saved me from the atomic bomb will lose your life force it yes. felt like oh well why would he do that? I, I I don't know that you you don't have a life at all without this guy. But I you know he's a supervillain. Whatever. I, it just didn't land for me, and maybe it yeah. landed for somebody else, but not me. Hmm. Yeah. No. I I totally agree with that. Um. I this is the last line that I wrote down that I do want to repeat, which I really <laughs> enjoy. Um. <laughs> He says, Wolverine, right before he essentially kills uh, Senior Yoshida, he says, you asked me to come say goodbye, sayonara. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The zingers are just out in full force, aren't they? This is a comic book movie. (laughs) One of my favorite lines, not like like verbatim line, is after this, you know, everything's done, everything's fine. He... He has the vision of Gene, and he's like, I will always love you, Gene, which is very nice, and I liked all that. But then he's sitting there in front of a private plane, jet, and Mariko's like, you know, you could just stay here. And he goes, no, I have to go. I got to go. And he gets in the jet, and Yukio's there, and she's like, okay, where are we going? And he goes, I don't know. Where do you want to go? <laughs> and I was kind of like, what? Why does he have to leave Mariko? He has no idea what he wants to do. No. <laughs> yeah, I genuinely, after that line, when they got on the plane, I thought he was going to be like, I need to go to this city. And it was going to be kind of like a wink or a nod to the camera of like, that's where the next X-Men movie takes yeah. place. And yeah. so all of it makes sense. <laughs> but yeah, he's just like, <laughs> he's oh, like, let's just go up. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, let's, we'll start with up. We'll see where that yeah. leads us. <laughs> it's yeah. like you you could just stay with the person you love. And maybe do a little bit of planning. I'm just <laughs> yeah, saying. Yeah. Like, and also, why can't she come with you if if you're going nowhere yeah it's that was just so funny like yeah uh and then there's there's a post-credit scene oh i didn't watch it oh yeah oh you you fool i shouldn't you know (laughs) post-credit scenes galore i i forgot i forgot describe them to me (laughs) and the listener please so wolverine is at an airport 
and he's about to go through a metal detector, and then Classic. time stops. All the people who are walking stop, and you're like, oh, that must be Charles Xavier. And out walks, well, wheels, uh, 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 Charles Xavier, but he's played by Patrick Stewart. Oh, not the James. Yeah, and he's like, whoa, hey, Wolverine, I think we're going to need your help. And then uh, all the metal in the building starts shaking. And then he's like, he's like, we really need your help. And Magneto walks out and he's like, we both need your help. And you're like, whoa. And I, I, that to me, I was kind of like, okay, maybe days of future past is going to be freaking sweet because I like that they got the two older actors back and they got to team up. And so it's, Mm -hmm. it's a nice little T-ball there. Yeah. Um, so then the movie ends. Yeah. Overall, oh. loved it. Overall, this is easy number two X-Men movie for me. Okay. Easy. Wow. Yeah. I still think X2 just captures the X-Men. Yeah. Oh, that's what I was going to say. I really need to rewatch. Uh, I thought you were going to say Logan was your favorite, and then this was your oh, second favorite. Uh, I meant up to this point of watching Oh, up them. to this point. Yeah, yeah. I'm, yes. I'm not including Cause those because I haven't rewatched them. Logan. Or not of Logan, of X2. X2 I mean, holds this- up. All the stuff with Angel, I just remember being like, "No, oh, Angel's uh, in in X Men Three. Oh, really? Yeah. Wait, I need to rewatch X Two then. I X- like the themes in X Three, or at least I did when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, X X Two has Night Nightcrawler in it, and and then it has all the stuff where Logan originally goes and he starts figuring out what happened to him. Oh, okay. Okay, X3 is the one where they come up with a thing that can, like, reverse mutants or fix them. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. Been a while. Um, Um, Been a while. (laughs) I, yeah, I I thought this movie rocked. I really liked it, Um, especially amongst superhero movies. It's particularly exciting. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's my final word on the Wolverine. I... Yeah, I don't have much else to say other than I it, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would end I guess my comments on it with like the themes in the movie are actually really good. The end fight scene uh-huh. is bad, but even when he's saying goodbye to um Gene like Sayonara, the, you mean? No, when he's saying not not to <laughs> I, oh, I know, I know. Gita, yes. When he says sayonara to her, the second sayonara in this movie from Hugh Jackman, <laughs> incredible. <laughs> no, but I it really like in the moment where that scene happened, I was like, Oh, the movie the whole time has been about like acceptance. Yeah. And that's yeah. like him coming to terms with it. And that's why like all of her scenes were necessary and really good. And then right at the end he's like, No, you were killing people and I had to stop you. That's just what happened. Yeah. And uh so it's actually a pretty, pretty good movie if you like superheroes or movies with uh, guilt and how, how you deal with your guilt. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was weird, though, at that scene when, when he said he was like, all right, Gene, ciao. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was interesting. <laughs> when he said, but... adios. <laughs> when he looked at Gene and said, arriva derch. And I was like, Wait, he... <laughs> what's going on here? <laughs> But um yeah, watch the movie. Uh let let me look at the old calendar. And and in the meantime, Jack, what do you got to plug? Oh man, I never thought in my entire life I'd be asked to plug something. 
Uh, listener, I pretty much have nothing to plug. I don't have the social medias. I don't create many things. Um, but I will plug if it is okay. A friend can is that mm-hmm. legal on yeah. the podcast? Yeah, yeah. I will plug my friend. His name is Matthew Shea, but his artist name is Dusty Sneakers. He does have a single on the Spotify um, called "Little Homie," and it is an enjoyable song, and I would recommend it to you. Little sneakers. Hey, wait, wait. Little or little? Dusty Sneakers, the song oh, is Dusty, uh, dusty oh, Sneakers, I, the song is Little it. Homie. Yeah, yes. yeah, Dusty Sneakers. Dusty okay. Homie and Little Sneakers, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> um, yeah, great. Um, and then for you listeners, because it can be confusing with this timeline, uh, next week is X-Men Days of Future Past. Uh, but on Patreon this month, you can listen to our episode on a knives out mystery glass onion come on mm-hmm. come on you have to sign up you have to sign up mm. ching ching that's me pulling out my claws and telling you you sign up to patreon <laughs> all right well uh, i guess i guess the last thing i would like to say is syl see you later oh yeah got Bye. it <laughs> <laughs>